1: Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band different artists and we listen to all of their records and uh, we rank them. Worst to best give our biggest banger if we have one uh, from each of the records and we try to have a good time while doing it. Uh, But before we we do that we uh, get into our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge. That's where we connect the band of the week to our boy Tom DeLonge. And while you're listening go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify Spotify especially. Give us five stars, five stars only please and thank you. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Let us know. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number you can call us, text us. The phone number is five zero three eight nine three five three zero seven. And if you did not already know, my name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Now let's get right into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. If you did it, you can say you to say go or nothing? Go. You're just gonna just well you okay. I did not do it. No, I did not either. I was negligent, okay. and it's been a busy week. So. Let's move on it to the album rankings, busy. then. Okay. So, like I said, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna not gonna rank all of his records because there's 45 fucking records. So we decided cool. to just really stick with the records from the 70s plus his first record. So or Neil Young, Ye- we're doing Neil Young, obviously. So we're gonna do his records from the 70s, uh, not really the collaborative records like with Stephen Stills because that shit was stupid. Um, but we're also gonna right throw in right. a live record in a comp. I don't know why we're we're doing the comp, but that's fine. So uh, all it's not in all, fully a comp. Eh, it really is, though. Uh, it's, there's it's not really songs, is. but okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, so we're we're ranking stupid. twelve records. Uh, so let's start with number twelve, Jeff. We'll we'll try to get through these quick because there are so many. So we're not gonna. This isn't gonna be a two-hour-long episode. So what do you got for number twelve? Go. Uh,
0: the comp Hitchhiker. This <laughs> was. <Stupid. laughs> It, it's only this low because there's only like, there's only two new songs Everything else we've heard Or it's just a different version of the song we've heard And there's nothing wrong with the two songs I think they're good um, But those two songs aren't better Than my two favorite songs From my second least best Neo Young album Cause I don't think any of these are bad But my, my least best is this one And my second least best Just has two songs that are better
1: than these two songs okay. That's why it's here Okay so, no uh-huh. banger out of those two. <laughs> I still... No. I don't know. The, right, because I, uh,
0: there's, there's songs that were dubbed differently, that were mixed differently. Yeah, but they're still the same song. No. It's still a comp. No. It's still a comp. No. They're not the same song. That's like saying the fucking... The the first version of no, it isn't. is the same as as the that's the studio version or the one. It is the or, same song. No, it's not. There's a fucking bunch of different changes. They added a whole extra like verse at the end of after the fast they part. Did, what yeah, are you even talking did. about? It's not the same fucking song. It's, it's still the different. same song. Get out of here. It's and, still and, the same and, song. And, the, and, oh, and and the version where it it's a compilation and, and, of demos, and angels and airways for for the adventure when he's breathing constantly, <laughs> when he's hyperventilating. That's not the same song. Please not, get out of here. Get out of the here. Same song. Things are mixed differently. Things are
1: dubbed differently. Please, come oh, on. Who cares? It's come a compilation on. of demos. Come it's not on. like all these songs are from one record. They're not. Come on. Anyway, my number 12 is also Hitchhiker because it's not an album. It's a comp of essentially demos and outtakes. Plus, you love doing comps It's all
0: the fucking time you we in comps and EPs. I do,
1: and, but this is. <laughs> good God. We're also doing 12, rec- 11 other records here, you know? So. Why but do you it, like it, 17, but. Yeah, I know. You're fucking crazy, but not really. Only for listening to trans. Um, but uh yeah, I I do like the song Hawaii. That that is a really good, just straight up solid acoustic song. It's one of the the new songs on the record, on this compilation. But yeah, Hitchhiker, it's it's fine. It's good. I, I had no issues listening to it. It was good, but it doesn't belong on the list. So what do you got for number eleven? Oh my god, yeah. Uh Neil Young's Neil Young, his
0: first album, nineteen sixty eight, his debut, his first solo after leaving Buffalo Springfield. It's, it's it's not a bad album. It's not a bad record. I've had this. I think this is the third time I've had this. I keep buying it and then getting rid of it because they hold they hold pretty good value. And, and if you yeah. find them cheap enough, you can sell them for essentially the same price you bought it. I think the first couple tracks here are just absolute bangers. My biggest banger is the Nine Minute Closer, obviously, because that's a fucking fantastic song. But mm-hmm. there's definitely some like lingering influence from Buffalo Springfield on this one. And it's also a little disjointed. It does not flow as well as other stuff. It's not bad. It's just not. It's just bottom tier Neil Young of the seventies. That's it. Or sixty nine. Yeah.
1: Well, we doesn't belong here to the
0: seventies, but the sixties. That's fine, though.
1: Yep, yep, yep. All right. So my number eleven is also Neil Young's Neil Young. So yeah, this is. uh I think I'm. I think I'm just going to purge this one. Purge this oh. one. I I don't have a reason ever to go back to it. it. It the melodies aren't as strong. The songs are really aren't that strong. Um. Just, just nothing. I mean, it's good. It is a really good record. But, goddamn, if I'm gonna listen to Neil Young, I'm gonna listen to everything else from the '70s. It's so much better. So much better. So there's no reason that, to have this one.
0: That that last the the last trip to Tulsa is the last song. God, that album. That song is so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. So so God damn good. good.
1: I read too with this record. Um, the original mix was on on, like it was done CS. It was done with the CSG mix, which is like. I guess it's meant for records that can be played on both a mono stereo and a stereo stereo. And uh and then he hated the mix so much. He said it sounded like shit. So he completely redid remixed the record to play only on stereo. But I guess like they they were released, these mixes were released, but I guess they degrade a lot faster as well than a normal just normal cut. But I thought that was really interesting. I had no idea. But, hmm. you know, Neat stuff. Need to learn things. It's neat it fed, to learn things.
0: Just for learning things, the cover arts on some pressings have his name at the top saying Neil Young and some don't. And I mm. can't remember which one it was, but one of them is worth uh, like a lot more money than the other one. Vinyl really? Years.
1: Shit. Yeah. I wonder if I have that. No, I don't. Yeah. I bought mine from a store, so they would have priced it yeah. accordingly. Yeah. All right. So what do you got for number 10? Uh, number
0: ten. American Stars and Bars. American Stars and Bars. Um, do you want me to throw trans in here or no? You can you could do an honorable Minchie. Okay, well I'm not there yet. But American Stars and Bars, 1977. I I I regard this just as a better comes a time. It it mm-hmm. has the country stuffs on it, but it doesn't take it too far. I think this is a more like Neil Young based album, more rock influence than just doing like a straightforward country album. But uh, I don't know. I think in doing so, this album comes off of uh, like a little disjointed. Also, a bunch of stuff just thrown in there to cover all his bases doesn't always like equal like a good cohesive album. It's still great. Mm-hmm. I like the song like a hurricane. It's a long <laughs> one that kind of just like does one. all the tricks we love about <laughs> Neil <nearly> Young.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: but it just it, it does feel a little a little choppy at times on this album. But this is not a personal one that. for me. I'm going to keep this one. It's fucking great. I love it.
1: So everything else you're gonna keep, even trans. Well, wow. uh, yeah. I, I, I haven't an honorable mentioned trans yet. God, you're crazy, man. You're fucking crazy. <sighs> All right, my number ten is Harvest, his fourth record from 1972.
0: This is crazy. Uh, yeah, this for this is, uh, is just unwarranted. I don't understand it.
1: I wait. My my ranking.
0: Yeah, your hatred for this album, I just don't. I don't get. You really like this one, though.
1: I like it like, better than,
0: than the other one. Oh, I guess just, we've mentioned the same ones, but I like it better than American <laughs> stars and bars. Yeah.
1: Really? I, I think it's, it's too country. It's too folky and it's not, I don't, I just don't think the songs are as good. I don't think his voice is as good as on this record. He, he experiments a little bit more, um, obviously with the country music, but then he brings in like an orchestra for some parts of this. Uh, I just, uh, I, I think it's underwhelming and I, people love it i just it gets like a a plus rating people fucking love this one i just don't i don't get it i mean there's so much better Neil Young than off this record this one is almost purgeable too Ooh. it's almost purgeable i i think i would probably eventually purge it i have no reason ever to go back to this one. Ooh, wow i really don't okay. and okay yeah I, I do you think i want is it mainly because of the the band or the guys he had doing this record, or is it? Do you right, think it was just like your all thought,
0: f- Finish your thought, because I want to get into it. Okay.
1: Well. Okay. So, Harvest is my number ten. Banger is Old Man. It's one of the few songs that's less country and orchestra. Has really nice, strong crooning verse. It's it's so good. Okay, it's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're an idiot. And also the last song, between the lines of age or words between the lines of age. It's a bit longer and it has some good jamming in it, which is really cool, so
0: words yeah. are yeah words are like bullets um you good? so annoying
1: yeah okay well yeah, uh
0: mean. my my number nine my number nine is hardest, thank god I, I i don't okay so so this is this is like if not his most successful album, and there's a lot of really good stuff here, old man did killer song there's a yeah. lot of cool stuff to that song, I can see why people sometimes like toss it to the side because there's so much fucking production going on in this. It's almost maddening sometimes. Like, like mm-hmm. if you just took Jack Nietzsche, Nietzsche out of mm-hmm. here, cause he's the one that really did all the or, or, orchestral arrangements. If you took him out of this album, then it would be a really solid album because the songs for the most part are there. There's, there's good, good songs here, but like, why the fuck do we need a London symphony orchestra?
1: <laughs> Come I <know>. on.
0: Stupid. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It's dumb. And then, so I, I, I have this. I like the Stray Gators a lot. I really do. I have a yeah. live album by them called Tuscaloosa. We also, both of us, have an album called uh, Time Fades Away. That was Stray Gators. And then, like, I the, don't have Time the, the, Fades this, Away.
1: You don't have Time Fades Away?
0: No, I don't have I that. I thought one. I bought it. I
1: bought it for you. No, I don't have it. Is it still here? It, yeah, it might still be at your house, but I don't have I it. I fucking
0: no. know. I've bought that for you. Maybe I've asked you and you said, no, I don't want it because I hate Harvest and I'm fucking. A butt <laughs> munch, a bunch of butts. So, so it, the, the straight Gators were just kind of this like thrown together group, and and their story is a fun one. I don't know if you read about their story or whatever, but like I like them as a band. I, I think his live album Tuscaloosa shows just how scrappy and fun they can be. They aren't Crazy Horse, and I think that's a good thing. They're not tight. They weren't playing together for a bunch of a bunch of years. They're not like writing music. To supplement Neil Young, but then also being their own band and having Neil, they were, they were just like a bunch of musicians that just kind of wanted to fuck around, and they're kind of sloppy. Like Tuscaloosa is, it's fantastic, it's an amazing album, it's fun, but it has like this overarching sense of sadness and gloom. Like the mm-hmm. show was recorded earlier than the Time Fades Away show, and it, it just it boasts just this nine-minute song of this this song called "Don't Be Denied," which is like my fucking new favorite Neil Young song. It's amazing, but. <laughs> There's a lot of really good stuff on Harvest. I just think it's ruined by the production, and yeah.
1: Neil Young doesn't need help. He just doesn't
0: need help. Does Dude, not he, need help.
1: He makes amazing, beautiful music with just his voice and the acoustic guitar. And and just, he he doesn't need a band. But when I mean, he does he need a band, but when he does have a band, it's equally as good. It's remarkable. and it, it, I I I hate it because
0: if you only listen to this and you think oh the Stray Gators they played at Harvest like oh fuck. It's like, yeah, it's not that great. And, and this guy, Jack Nietzsche, who played with Stray Gators, who played with uh, the Flying, what was it, the Flying, uh, flying Marsupials,
1: the Flying Hawaiians. or no, Santa Monica Flyers. Yeah. Is that what it was? It's, it's yeah. the Santa
0: Monica Flyers, yeah. Stray Gators, and then also, fuck, man, Crazy Horse. So he's been there for, like, everything. He, he's played with everybody. But I think he just, I think he's, I think he's like John Feldminging, Neil Young at this point. Just getting his little fucking fingers in there and, and tweaking stuff that just don't need to be tweaked. Just stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you.
0: Would you purge it? I I wouldn't I wouldn't because after listening to I mean like if I really really needed the room yeah I'd purge this. Okay, good. But but I really really like the Stray Gators. I I like them as a band. I don't think they're they're as 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 tight as Crazy Horse. I I don't think I don't think they're as like uh, melodic as Crazy Horse. I think they're just. They're wild, dude. They're wild. They're a wild. They're a wild group, and I I, I like that. I, I like that. They're just. I don't want to call them bad because they're good musicians, mm-hmm. but they just haven't played together as long.
1: Well, I mean, the, the the story behind it is that he was in in Tennessee or in Nashville or whatever, and he would just done a TV sh- Johnny Cash's TV show, and he wanted to record music, and there were no musicians because it was a Saturday night and they were all playing bar gigs, so they had to like, get a bunch of random people that just happened to not be playing a show that night and then they found one guy i think the bassist they found him just on the street walking yeah. down the street it's <laughs> like what the fuck and then they got together and i think that session they recorded three or four songs yeah yep so that's, and they, you know, yeah, that's music is not inherently
0: complex it's, it's very based and like even his soloing is just very very minor pentatonic that's all he fucking plays yeah but my god it's just like he's such a fucking underrated soloist it's amazing but I, 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 you should really, really check out Tuscaloosa. If, if anything, sick. Tuscaloosa and Time Fades Away. Time Fades Away is a little bit more raucous than Tuscaloosa, but Tuscaloosa yeah. is is very much uh, even even like the 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 story of Tuscaloosa. It's in Alabama, and the soundboard guy just didn't turn on the fucking soundboard to record the show in the beginning. So like the first mm-hmm. like two or three songs just are, are 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 non-existent. They don't exist because he forgot to turn it on. And think he turned it off too early, apparently. So, like, the last part of the show wasn't recorded. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's just very <laughs> thrown nuts. together. It's very sloppy. It's very Neil Young. I yeah. yeah.
1: Killer I album. Too. I'm always That'd down to cool listen to 70s Neil Young, man. I like the Stray Gators. I think it's way cooler than Crazy Horse. War- Crazy God, War. Stray Gators. Like, I, the word Gators is so dope. I love it. It's so, <laughs> it's, so it's so uh, <laughs> southern, so hickish almost. Yeah. Not hickish, that's not the right word, but. Hickish, fuck him, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't live there. <laughs> all right. God, uh, yeah. yes. My uh, Is that all you got for Harvest? Mm-hmm. All right. That's my uh, number nine is Comes a Time, Is a record from 1978. This one is very stripped down. He kind of throws it back more to the Harvest era, kind of, more of like a country, country rock kind of thing. There's a, like a lot of violin on this, um, a lot of lap steel, which is, lap steel can be fine, but. It could be overused really easily too. It's a solid record. I, I really like this record. I'm gonna keep my copy of this record, but um, I just it doesn't quite. After listening to all those records consecutively, it doesn't quite do it for me. Like I, you have to be in a special mood to listen to comes comes a time. Yeah. Um, what I there's just a real quick story on this one. When this record was pressed, they pressed two hundred thousand copies of it, but it was it was made from a damaged copy of that, the original of that pressing or whatever. So Neil Young went out and bought all 200,000 copies of them and then remixed the entire record with like another, another master tape or something like that. And he ended up, he claims he used all of those records to build a new, uh put new shingles on his roof or shingles God, on his roof. So fucking cool. <laughs> I know it's, and he's always if it's a been true like story, it. it's fucking cool as hell
0: yeah there, there's two things he's always been one is cryptic and the other is is like an audio file of his own music and new yeah. music in general i guess
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean his, his, he has a whole like music service where it only you can only listen to like the highest quality music or versions of songs it's pretty cool i mean it's i mean if he had done this in the 90s i mean i feel like he could have made a shit ton of money Oh yeah. but nowadays you know he i think he made this company like six or seven years ago it's it's way too late now but whatever um my my banger on here is human highway just a great acoustic song that's super folky as well it's a good one the one song i can't really get behind is motorcycle mama it's like pop country man it's it's that kind of duet he does with nicolette larson who does a lot of backup vocals on his records but she has lead on this one as well and it's it's a little it's really right that pop country line and I can't really get behind it. Okay. Okay. But comes to time. My number nine. So what do you got for number eight? Go. This 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 starts my
0: unpurgeables. I'm just I'm never gonna get rid of these because I love all of these. Okay. Uh but mine is mine is comes a time. And are uh, pretty similar right now on our rankings. We, so like we had just done Bright Eyes on the pod, and and it really seems like Connor just had to have been inspired by this this specific album. There's so much there's so much here that that, that he did on, on that I'm uh, Wide Awake It's Morning. Mm-hmm. There's there's strong melodies, folk delivery with strong country influence. Some of these melodies are just like top fucking notch Neil Young's best stuffs. But they get a little bit lost sometimes with the production because, there's again, there's a lot of these fucking orchestral arrangements. Don't know why we're doing mm-hmm. this again. But then it's also <laughs> it, 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 if you don't like the country sound, then it's like this is just not for you because it's so aggressively there. It's not nuanced. It's not layered. It's it's there, yeah. and I think Nicolette Larson never heard of her before, but I think she does a great job. It's very like Emmylou Harris sounding, and that's yeah. just me not knowing my way around this country backing vocal thing. Um, but I don't know. It is impressive, like how country he can sound when he really wants to be, because it's like it's it's pretty fucking amazing. This is better pop country than I would arguably say like all of pop country post like nineteen ninety five. <laughs> so i don't know human highway it's my favorite dude insane melody it's a great song right insane melody that was so yeah. catchy and like i was singing as like he was i mean I'd, i've had this album for a minute but like i was singing as he was playing it too and then after the album was over I was like oh god that was a good fucking melody man
1: <laughs>
0: good stuff <laughs> i know it, good, it's, a, good it, it's a
1: great song great great fucking song all right so that is your binger oh, um album number eight that's your number eight. My number eight is Homegrown. So this record was recorded in 1974 and 1975, meant to be released uh, back then, but he decided to to shelf it, to shelve it, and uh, it didn't come out until 2020. And um, this is a fucking killer record. Homegrown is, it's really fucking good. Um, it's a slower record, not a lot of like blues rock or blues really at all. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a sad sounding record. It's melancholy. It's, this is, uh, he was really connecting his vocals with the lyrics, with the guitar playing. Like everything was so intertwined and so just perfect. Like you could hear the sadness through his playing and his, his singing. It was, uh, it's a really sad record. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, My, uh, my favorite song, my banger is uh, the title track, Homegrown. Cause he sounds so goofy and stupid. Like just, it's just so honky tonk the way he sings homegrown. It <laughs> sings that chorus. I, I just, I think it's fucking funny and I love it. Um, the song Florida, super fucking weird. It's just the, the, the dialogue where he's talking about like, I think he's getting talking about getting abducted by aliens and shit. Yeah. It's fucking super bar. fucking weird. got nowhere too. Yeah. And it plays this like a an weird ass, annoying sound. Like just randomly throughout that, that track. It's, it's, really bizarre this is a really bizarre record but um kind of the the reason why he he scrapped or not scrapped it but shelved it for so long was because he wrote this record about the breakup he had with his his girl at the time carrie Snodgrass. it's an ugly name um and he thought the the material was too personal so he decided not to put it out instead put out what he put out tonight's the night i believe tonight's the night which uh, is also like a very personal record and it's just crazy. It took him so long to release this one. But Homegrown, great fucking record. Um, yeah, so that's all I got for my number eight. What do you got for number seven? Okay,
0: number seven. Here, Here's like the biggest one that that I just don't get. And I like it a lot, but that's On the Beach, 1974. Mm-hmm. I really like this album. I think it's a great representation of the sad era of Neil Young mixed with like tight production and great songwriting. It's like the second part of the Ditch Trilogy. Um, yeah but but, I just I don't think there's as much interesting things on here to keep my attention, like especially on side a minus one song side b is like completely where it's at for me perfect acoustic driven sad boy songs, great stuffs neon doesn't even even like need to drop a ton of his high falsetto vocals or anything or crazy aggressive whiny vocals to drive these songs forward. It's very solid i I don't know this is this is an album that that like a lot of people really really love like a lot of a lot of forums like this. This is like a top three for them. A lot of people really, really love this album. I, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Hmm. Maybe I don't know, but I do okay. like it. I, I would never purge this. I think it's really, really enjoyable. The song for the turnstiles that was my favorite. It's a very stripped down somber song with just Neil Young on the banjo guitar, because he can play a banjo. He plays a banjo guitar. Because God forbid you fucking learn how to play the banjo, but that's fine. And then and, <laughs> and some backup vocals a little bit. Just super catchy. Really fun. Really interesting to listen to. Yeah okay it's
1: a solid record man solid record. yeah
0: it's good it's great
1: all right my number seven is american stars and bars from 1977 this is um I, it's definitely not a comp but it's a very like you said it's a very scattered record there's a lot a lot of different things going on here it's not very cohesive and it makes sense because they this was recorded in four different sessions over like i think it was almost two years or something like that. Yeah, a long fucking time. With, with a bunch of different musicians in each session. So, I mean, yeah, you get you go from, you know, the country rock kind of in the beginning to some more of the minimalist acoustic songs to some pretty great, like, gritty guitar-driven songs. Um, I do like how this record varies, but I do understand, like, it doesn't have that... It doesn't sound like an album. It sounds just like a collection of songs. Um, but I, I still like... I think the songs every... Every kind of genre that's that's dabbled on on this record, I think he did really well on this record. I, I think this is a solid output, even though it's not cohesive. But um, my banger is like a hurricane. That guitar tone is so fucking gritty and gross. Oh, it sounds so good. I I love it. And some great solos too. Great, great solos. Nothing like flashy or anything like that, but it's uh just great blues solos, really it's fantastic but with that gritty ass tone i love it love it so american stars and bars is my number seven so what do you got for number six
0: uh number six zuma zuma this is 75 this is uh this is a solid album this like zuma i think should be in the middle of of, like a good neo young rankings it's just a solid solid album every song sort of follows the same type of approach slower jams with like a couple of chords going on, a lot of Neil Young noodling. It's dark, it's slow, it's fun mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, the biggest takeaway is Cortez the Killer. That that's that's from the South. This is epic slow jam that builds just so fucking nicely. It ends abruptly because I guess apparently there's some power surge or I don't know, supposedly a power <laughs> surge that like cut the, the, the recording thing off and and when, when they told Neil Young about it, he was like, Yeah, whatever, I don't care. And he's like never bothered to re record anything after that, if that's which, true.
1: Which is weird because he seems so particular about his recording. Sound right? Yeah. Yeah. It know. does seem a little little suspicious.
0: Again, very, very based and like mysticism, this guy. So really? if that's true, that's fucking boss. But I really like Zuma. I like the cover art a lot. This is the black and oh, white yeah. one flying over like the desert. God, it's just so fucking dope. It's a really this cool is, cover. This is a solid album. I really, really like this album. Um, but I think it fits Perfectly in the middle. I don't think I, this would ever go higher or lower for me.
1: I think this is a solid middle. That's fair. That's very, very fair. Alright, so my number six is also Zuma. Um 1975, you know, this is the first album he he did with the return of Crazy Horses his band. Um this is what well, this is after tonight's the night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's after On the Beach too, if I'm not mistaken. Right? This Where was does this uh fucking album sit.
0: This was, yeah, this was after yeah, all the beats. Yeah. This was before, did you say Comes in Time? This is before Comes in Time. This is before, Stars but after tonight, tonight, yeah.
1: Okay. No, this is, um, Zuma is a really good record. I don't have a banger off of this one. Nothing really stood out to me um, or stands out to me very much, but this is probably one of the records that I've gone back to the least outside of Harvest and, and the fir- his first record. But I do love the cover art, but for whatever reason, I'm, I always think, oh, I'd rather listen to. Tonight's the night or on the beach or Gold Rush or whatever, you know. I don't come back to this that often. Like I want to spend more time with it. Um, but yeah, Zuma all, all around it's it's a solid record. And and I agree with you, this belongs right in the middle. There's really there's nothing bad about this at all. Nothing to complain about on this one. I just need more time with it. But anyway, what do you got for number five?
0: Everybody knows this is nowhere. Is uh second? Record? I think this yeah, is I think this is like kind of like his first real album. This is the first one like with Crazy Horse's backing band. His his actual personal guitar playing style shows itself here way more than his original or his first album. And like I don't know, this record is very much more melancholy and country sounding. So this is a very Neil Young sounding album rather than like his first album. But but mm-hmm. Cinnamon Girl opens this one up. Fucking and love that song. God, that is just like a fucking beyond <laughs> banger of a song. It's it's unbelievable how amazing that song is, and I don't know. It's, it's so like my favorite song on this one is 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 uh, "Running Dry." This one had that that violin part, and it was just so mm-hmm. fucking weird and eerie and jammy. And after listening to it, I was like, you know, this may be like my favorite violin-driven song like of all time. And I don't, I don't know like a lot of them. I don't know like a lot of like violin driven songs, but I really, really enjoyed it. The way he played that violin like sounded like a fucking theremin. Sometimes it was just so bizarre. It was so weird. It was so unconventional. And the mm-hmm. guy playing it was named Bobby Notkoff. Never heard of him, but he played on a few random albums in the early seventies. That's about it. But goddamn, dude, this was good. This was a good, good song.
1: All right, I can't believe you ranked it that low. I'm- I'm really surprised.
0: Well, that's because you got some other stuff. That's just unfucking touchable.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. My, um, my number five is, uh, tonight's the night from 1975. The first of the ditch trilogy. Uh, this one is, it's a very sad record. It was written, recorded a few months after close friend of his from crazy horse, the guitar player, Danny Whitten, and also his roadie, Bruce Berry overdosed on heroin or Beatballs, balls i think right maybe not i don't know whatever it doesn't matter they overdosed um and he kind of wrote this song for them and just how he felt about their deaths and everything it, it, i mean you could hear it it's so it's super fucking sad it this, the album's a slower one especially compared to everything prior um it's a little bit more harmonica driven in some areas than most of his other stuff it's just a sad sad record and uh, it makes sense, but my uh, I I got two bangers. I got two bangers. Do it tonight's in the night, the title track because it's so fun to sing. It's so silly, and I just I love to sing it. He, he's so whiny in it. He's so fucking whiny in it. Um, the other one is um, "Come on, baby," the live track. Or no, come on, yeah, come on, baby, let's go downtown. The live track that Danny Witten sang sang lead on. Um, pulled it from a concert from nineteen seventy from nineteen seventy. And uh, this is just really good. <laughs> it's it's just a really good Come blues on, rock rock driven song, down, down. and it's such Sorry. a nice uh, a nice way to break up the record because you just Neil Young was just so. I mean, you could just hear it in his voice how sad he was, and to hear this upbeat song was just so was such a nice change. So yeah, those are my two bangers. Tonight's the night. Great record. Um, that's all I got for number five. So what do you got for number four? Homegrown. Homegrown. Okay. Yeah.
0: This was uh, like you said. This wasn't released till much, like a couple decades after it was it was written. Not a big deal. Um, but this one's this was more upbeat than tonight's tonight. It's it's just good, hearty Neil Young. Nothing we haven't heard, but nothing that wouldn't be considered like filler. And it's mm-hmm. just uh, like on the one first on, First of all, like, I I think it's crazy to think how how long this went, kind of unheard. I mean, some of these songs appeared in various forms throughout the years. And on various yeah. albums or comps, but it's just, it, and this wasn't like the only thing he shelved for this many years, it, it, but this is fucking great. This is so goddamn good. This is amazing. This is a, this is a counterpart to tonight's the night. And I love thinking that I love thinking that those two go hand in hand and you listen to them back to back. And it's like, wow, man, he's, he's kind of the same guy here at the same time going through the same thing. But these are wildly mm-hmm. different albums. Yeah. And everything you hear on tonight's tonight is here on homegrown, just in like a major key instead of just doing all minor stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, but that's I love true. it.
0: I love the title track. I love I love Love Is a Rose, and I really love Kansas. That's 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 a fucking banger, dude. A great acoustic jam that has him almost like almost just not playing. It's so <laughs> soft and delicate, but keeps a tone of his sadness from this era. He mm-hmm. like just kind of like barely strumming along, and I love like on his real on, on the best Neil Young acoustic tracks there's a lot of silence there's a lot of dead air oh, Guy's so not af- he is not afraid to do nothing
1: and uh, it, and the dead air it just adds so much more to the song too it's just it, it's such a it's such a, a f- i don't want to say vibe cuz i fucking hate that word but it really is it's it's he knows how to st- i don't know he knows how to make you feel something that's for sure got feels
0: baby got feels
1: Oh, he's great, man. All right, so that was your number four, correct? Yeah. All right, my number four is "On the Beach" from 1974. Here we go. Um, this is the one. So this record, he he actually recorded before tonight's the night, but then actually released it after that record. Um, it's 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 a kind of a rough sounding record, you know, from a production standpoint. Um, on top of that, the songs are pretty varied. There's some more rock based songs, some folk and blues rock stuff but all in all it's very kind of melancholy sounding. It's, it's very sad sounding. It's just amazing how he can, he can put all these different kinds of genres into his music, but still make it sound so sad and so heart wrenching. You know, it, it's, the guy is just one of a kind. He he really is. And, you know, then you go and get into a song like turnstiles completely stripped down banjo song. It's like, where the fuck does this come from? <laughs> um, it's just, it, this album is so varied and I love it that's one of the reasons why I love this record. and like I said, tonally, production wise, I think it, I just love the raw sound of it. Um, some fu- some fun little thing that, that I read about this record. Uh, apparently, when they were recording this record, Neil Young and some of the people that he was working with and, and the band, they consumed a lot of what what he called uh, honey slides. and apparently that's it's they, he describes it or they describe it as a goop of sautéed marijuana and honey that they said felt like heroin. And it just made me so curious. Like, what the fuck? Like, is, is that real? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever heard of anything like that? That's It's just so bizarre. To sauté marijuana. I, it's so weird, but yeah, apparently that, that's what they were... taking drugs, baby. It's they were using sadness. a lot of that. Using a lot of that for the making of this record. My banger is the title track, On the Beach... It's a long song, it kind of tr- actually treasures along really well, has a ton of feel. Uh, he sings a little bit in a little bit lower of a register than, than, than before, which is really interesting. Like the guy has some fucking range and it's awesome. Um, some great guitar playing. the bass cuts through the mix super nice on this one. I also get a lot of black Sabbath vibes on this one. like like slower Sabbath, not like the, the heavier stuff, but just the slow Sabbath. That's what I hear on this song. I, I think this song, this record is fucking awesome. Also, the cover, the craziest, stupid, stupidest cover that I think he's ever put out outside of trans. It's just, it makes no sense and it's just ridiculous. And I, I love just how bright all the colors are on this record. And yet the music is so dark. It's I, fucking, I just, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know if I love it, hate it. I just, I have no idea. I, I, I love it. And then naming the album On the Beach, you expect something. Happy and uplifting, but it's not at all. I just, I love that. So, yeah, my number four on the beach. So, what do you got for number three? Right near the beach, boy. Number
0: three. (laughs) Um, Well, this may come as a surprise, but that is after the gold rush. album of the week, number three. God, you're stupid. Oh, okay. Well, that's not uh, entirely (laughs) accurate, but uh, yeah. I will say, like, like, uh, my Mm -hmm. top three are just absolutely untouchable. They're just...
1: They're really good
0: because I don't want to give away my rankings too early or my final
1: five too early. But um, I know what your number one is. I know what your number one is. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm surprised by one of. I'm surprised by your number two though. But yeah, I definitely know what your number one is. But anyway, so my my number three is Rust Never Sleeps, live record recorded in 1978 but released in 79. Uh, Half of the the first half of the record for uh, the A side solo acoustic b side is with the full band with crazy horse and it damn dude when when it drops when you drop into that side b it's so nice it's just so lovely it's just it's so welcoming and because you're just so sad and just by everything you hear on on the a side and it's so heart- heartfelt on that a side but then you get into this like rock this ruckus of just loud music on side b i, I think this is a great live record it's a truly, truly great live record. Um, I know you have a lot. You all have a lot to say about this one, so I'll move on. Okay. So, what do you got for number two? Rust never sleeps. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought this was gonna be your number one. Holy shit! Uh, I know. Well, so I will say that that the uh, live Rust that is my favorite Neil Young album. That like out of everything he's done, all of it, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is Rust never sleep. So it's not entirely live. Okay. Don't keep saying well, it's, alive, okay, it's, it's not, not pretty, entirely live. There, yeah. I know they did over, there. they had
1: overdubs and they okay. tried to get all the, they tried to get all the, the applause out of it and all, but still.
0: Come on. So it's here live. we go. Live Rust, That's my, my favorite. Um, we're not counting that one. This album is a is a is a weird hybrid. I, I don't know how I feel about that or whatever, but it, it takes the the studio dubs or studio versions of songs and whatever. But this is great. There's a lot of there's a lot of heat being brought here. Some of his heaviest songs from the 70s, because I have not ventured into the 80s and his 90s stuff that people say are the actual precursor to grunge. I've not listened to those ones yet, but this is the heaviest I've ever heard Neil Young be is mm. on this album it's 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 right here there's some soft stuffs here and there's some great jams he even throws his version of like this fast-paced punk song on sedan delivery
1: oh yeah and, that's really good
0: and although it was written like years prior on, on an unreleased album called chrome dreams that was just it's still never been released to this day just completely unreleased a bunch Which of songs
1: it's so weird because he has a he has an album i think in the early 2000s called chrome dreams too
0: yeah it's like what the yep. fuck why do you why do you do yeah. that it's so stupid just because he just he fucking doesn't give a shit. He just does what he wants. I love it. Yeah. Oh it's so good. Um but but like what really what really gets me about this one and then over after the gold rush, which we'll talk about it in after the gold rush, there are no songs on this album that I don't I'm not I'm not not eager to hear. And and I listened to both of them equally as much. And these ones just stick with me harder. These ones stick with me more. These ones, these ones just, I, I, I carry these tunes better. Mm-hmm. But After the Gold Rush has a lot of better tunes. But there's, there's a couple songs after the Gold Rush. Eh, I could do without. Russ Never Sleeps, not one fucking song. This is, this is a perfect album through and through. The Hey Hey, Fade Into Black, Blue, Opening, Closing Things. Man, that's my, that, that's my favorite stuff. That is my favorite stuff. I love Sugar Mountain. Fantastic <laughs> song. But that is my favorite stuff, here. There, there is like great interpretation of of how Neil Young was feeling at the time, his growing like irrelevance in the world, coupled with like the the growing state of music that he didn't feel he could keep up with, or maybe mm-hmm. even like felt he just didn't, he shouldn't be a part of because he's just getting older. I mean, that fucking old. I know, right? So it's just, <laughs> it's just this fucking like epic songs that are oh my god, and that punk song right? Like this is this is 1979 like punk is already a thing punk is happening and he throws it out and it was it was recorded like well like years before that so we're talking like probably 1975 1976 Mm -hmm. he's throwing out kind of like aggressive fast punk songs like before like black flag got really big in like the the punk scene yeah or even the big three you know and that's pretty fucking rad man that's pretty impressive and all the while he's sitting back thinking like, "Damn, should I? Do I even like deserve to be here?" That kind of like, again, either just complete Long Kong bullshit, or he's just been humble throughout his entire life. I don't know. Uh, I don't know which one it is. The humble
1: one, I. Uh, but his music
0: reflects that, though. He continuously uh, talks so, about yeah, it. That's the I only so. reason why I give like credence to that argument. It's because he continuously talks about it. Even after the gold match. He was like fucking early 20s still that's talking crazy. about it. It's just like, what is happening? How are you this? I don't even want to say enlightened because he's not like enlightened. But like, how are you this, I don't know, this down to earth?
1: It's <laughs> know, fucking that's bizarre,
0: true. man. It's just so fucking weird. I love, I love Rust Never Sleeps. I love Live Rust. Live Rust, I think, is, is the best thing he's ever done. I think that is so goddamn good.
1: I should have listened it to it this
0: week. I get fucking chills. Did you
1: not listen to it this week? I didn't listen to Live Rest, no.
0: You son of I wanted a bitch. to
1: listen to that and Young Shakespeare, but I just I didn't have time to do it. Oof. It's a lot, man. It was a lot a lot to do this
0: it week. It was. I listened to like 17 <laughs> albums this like, It was a lot.
1: Oh, shit. All right, so your number two is Rest Never Sleeps. My number yeah. two is Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, second record, 1969. Um, this is... Uh, this is the first time we did with Crazy Horse. This is just a great lead. I agree with you. This is kind of like his proper debut record. Um, this is a great lead up into After the Gold Rush. It has all of his really good high-pitched, strong melodies. Uh, the music is just fucking spot on. It's, I think one of his catchiest songs he ever written has ever written is on this record, and that's Cinnamon Girl. I agree with you. That song is... It reminds me a little bit of Sugar Mountain and just how catchy it is um but yeah dude cinnamon girl's a banger um down by the river is another one it's essentially a nine minute jam uh with a huge big chorus it's uh it's a fucking killer song Sonny. killer record i really honestly i i always go back to gold rush and this record and then it's always like oh i'll listen to more neil young i'll throw on zoom or i'll throw on tonight's the night or something you know but i usually it's usually one of these two one of these two records that i always throw on first because it's just there's just something about his goddamn voice that I'm just fascinated with, truly, truly fascinated with. So, and and one little story I I read that I if it's true I thought that was pretty interesting. But he wrote three of the songs, yeah, three of the songs: Cinnamon Girl, Cowgirl in the Sand, and Down by the River. He apparently wrote these songs while he was in bed with a fever of 103 degrees. So I don't know if that's true or not, but no, if it I is. Yeah, it's fucking miserable too. <laughs> no, I've never. I don't think I've ever
0: died <laughs> the one hundred and three.
1: I've had a. I've had one hundred and three, and it was. Oh my god, it was terrible. Did you get like
0: brain damage yeah. at like one
1: hundred and five or 106? Yeah, like one hundred and five <laughs> is like you should be. You need to be hospitalized. <laughs> like you need so to be fucking hospitalized. High.
0: Yeah.
1: God, it's miserable. Um, but yeah. So no, no, my number two is everybody. Everybody knows this is nowhere, and obviously my number one's after the goal rush. So, what's your number one? Tonight's a night.
0: I can't
1: believe this is so high. uh, uh,
0: uh. So yeah, when when we've um, so like we're pretty new to the Neil Young game here. And when I first got this, this is the one that like we were both kind of searching for in the wild for a long time. And uh, I don't know, I I I I told myself if I see this, I'm gonna buy it because I really want to hear it. And I was saving myself for marriage and for this (laughs) album. And I said, you know, if I see it, no matter what the fucking price is, I'm gonna buy it. I got it fairly cheap, I think. I can't remember. I think I bought it from friend of the pot, David, actually. Oh. for usually like him and I sell each, to each other for like 50 or 60% uh what it's worth so I got it a lot cheaper than, than I should have got it for I guess whatever um but this album is like rough this album is rough in like the best way possible rough studio albums that are both charming and emotional are just fucking next to impossible to come by obviously like what comes to mind first is Pinkerton and and mm-hmm. that is that is something that I think is 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 rough in a more Paul's way than this is just because of the times. Uh, but Neil Young throws throws this album down that's just fucking full of emotion, both musically, lyrically. He's setting the stage for his his operatic sadness. It's it's fucking amazing. It's so goddamn quiet in so many places. Like I said, there's a lot of dead air in this album. It's unsettling. Mm. It's weird. Why is he not talking? And then like listening to on vinyl, is my record skipping? Is something happening? There's enough dead air <laughs> to where I'm questioning why it's so quiet for so long. Every song on here is crafted to tell a story of sadness and like the overall gradual decline of society. Like you mentioned earlier, the live version of Come On Baby, Let's Go Downtown with the recently mm-hmm. deceased Danny, Danny Witten is this extremely bittersweet tune. It's the fucking banger of a song. And you throw it into this mix here. This overall crazy sad album And it gives this song like an incredible new meaning It's an it's a very emotional Last goodbye To a close friend that Neil Young felt Very very bad about It's a great song and he sings lead vocals Not Neil Young, Danny Witten So it's like mm-hmm. okay does he feel bad Is this like a sad song Or is this like, like a, good, a good hearty Goodbye to a lost friend And I mean we don't really know Because Neil Young never He's one of those artists that never talk about literally literally yeah. too much, and God damn, I love that. And and I have not, man. Like I, at least I feel like I say this all the time, but when we do albums of the week, sometimes like if you get really overly emotional about them, it just it, it elevates it. And tonight's is night for uh, this week for some reason, just really, really elevated my emotional attachment to this. And and I just I I don't know. I I thought this was great. I thought this was amazing. I thought this was perfect. I thought this is uh, studio wise is the best thing he's ever done. This is just. It's 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 better than good. It, it's, it's it should be in like the fucking like the hall of fame for just the top albums. I don't know, man. It was so good.
1: It's so fucking. It's good. a great record. Totally great record. And I make
0: I'm like I, I like to sing the tonight's and the tonight's tonight because uh, 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 it's so stupid, but <laughs> it is that song builds really really well.
1: It's a fucking banger, dude. Oh, this guy he's unreal. He's fucking unreal.
0: Yeah, this this, this album I thought was his, his best.
1: All right. All right, all right, all right. So you have anything else on this or any of these records? No. Before we jump that's, into uh,
0: Gold Rush? That's, that's it, that's all.
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening. All right, Go to Spotify. All right. Give us five stars. You know the rest. Keep listening to all your friends. And that's it. That's all.